0: What's happening, guys. Sam Adams here, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Jam Pack Report today for August the 23rd of 2019. Of course, for those that are brand new to the show, this is a daily gaming news podcast that I host here on youtube.com slash Samuel Adams Media five days a week, Monday through Friday, if you did want to stay up to date and informed on everything happening in the gaming industry. Now, on top of that, the show is also out on podcast services around the world. If you did want the audio version of the show while you're at the gym, while you're driving to work, whatever you might be doing, you can check out the audio version of the Jam Pack Report, generally where podcasts are available. But today's show actually features a headline story that might not necessarily have too much to do with games, but rather about a movie, the Uncharted movie, because it has lost yet another director, marking a very, very unsteady development of the brand new film. Then, after a year of Epic Games exclusivity, Hades is heading to Steam Early Access while Fortnite has finally nerfed the hated brute mechs. Of course, those have been the bane of many Fortnite players' existence in the world of Fortnite for the past few weeks since they were introduced in Season 10. Then, for Battlefield 5 players out there, the 5v5 mode has been cancelled. But, to round out today's show, which again, is a pretty light show, uh, we do have a couple of freebies for you, some gameplay for you to get in on, on the cheap of the cheap, the cheapest of the cheap, some may say. Fez is free on the Epic Games Store, and of course, if you do want to dive into the newest Call of Duty, of course, Modern Warfare 2019, you can actually check out the brand new Closed Alpha. Just kidding, it's an open alpha. For Gunfight, the 2v2 mode that is open to everyone, I'll talk more about what that entails, what the game mode is like, and when you can watch me play live on YouTube over the weekend. But that's pretty much the lineup for today's show. Again, I do hope you enjoy what I bring to the table. But without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into today's top gaming news. First off, Sony's Uncharted movie loses yet another director. Dan Trachenberg departs, but Tom Holland is still attached. Sony's decade-long struggle to make the Uncharted video game franchise into a feature film has hit yet another snag. Director Dan Trachenberg of 10 Cloverfield Lane and Black Mirror fame has exited the project, the fifth director to join and subsequently leave the film according to a report from Deadline. While Trachenberg may have moved on, Deadline says actor Tom Holland is still attached to play a young Nathan Drake in the Uncharted prequel-style film. Sony is said to be meeting with directors to keep the project moving. PlayStation Productions, the movie and television division of Sony set up to adapt video game properties for other media, is now reportedly part of the producing team. PlayStation Productions set up shop earlier this year and is led by Assad Kisselbash, an 11-year veteran of Sony's PlayStation Marketing Group and overseen by Sean Layden, chairman of SIE Worldwide Studios. Sony's Columbia Pictures announced its intention to make an Uncharted movie in the summer of 2009. Back then, director David O. Russell was attached to make the movie with Mark Wahlberg, Robert De Niro, and Joe Pesci as a justice-dealing family of antiquities experts. This idea really turns me on that there's a family that's a force to be reckoned with in the world of international art and antiquities. A family that deals with heads of state and heads of museums and meets out justice, Russell told the LA Times in 2010. Since then, Russell has been succeeded by directors Neil Berger, Seth Gordon, Sean Levy, and Dan Trachenberg, and the film has burned through a variety of screenwriters and screenplays. Despite those production bumps, Sony announced a release date for Uncharted earlier this year. The film is supposed to hit theaters on December the 18th of 2020. So first things first, you won't be seeing this movie in December of 2020. But let's go ahead and entertain them, shall we? Let's say it does end up hitting theaters in December of 2020. It could potentially be a good time depending on what's happening with the Uncharted franchise Behind the scenes, in terms of the next game, because of course, we do have a next Uncharted coming without a doubt. It's only a matter of when and where. Will it be on the PlayStation 4 and the PlayStation 5, or just on the PlayStation 5? Will it be at the beginning of the generation, towards the middle, towards the end? What can we expect from Uncharted going forward? And so, maybe. If there is a hidden Uncharted game that is going to be a launch title on the PlayStation 5, you could be seeing a pretty good movie tie-in that's not necessarily a direct retelling of the story from the game, but rather something that gives film fans a reason to pick up a PlayStation 5 towards the beginning of the life cycle. Now, that's a stretch. Let's go ahead and talk about the film itself. How is it going to be? Will this be good? Probably not, because you have director after director abandoning the project. Actors are generally contractually obligated. Now, I don't know what kind of contract young Tom Holland has signed, uh, but I would say that he probably has some kind of obligation to fulfill his role as a young Nathan Drake. Either that or he is a big fan of Uncharted, uh, one of the two. But whenever you have directors bailing and jumping ship and moving on to other projects, that definitely signifies something is wrong with the overall flow of the work that is going in to make this film possible. And I really just don't think it bodes well uh, for the future of the franchise. As far as movies go now if i had to pin it where will it land what will the overall reaction be i would say it's probably going to be received just about as well as the most recent tomb raider movie which was not great not bad just kind of exist and then people forget about it That's pretty much what you can expect from the Uncharted movie, but I suppose we will see what happens as more news about development comes out over the next few months. I am sure we will hear more about it, and if they want to get that thing done by the end of 2020, I would say uh, you better start filming because we are moving quickly in to the end of 2019, and that takes a long time to make a movie. But moving on to the next topic of the day, after a year of Epic Games exclusivity, Hades is heading to Steam Early Access, and the final release will be available sometime in the second half of 2020. Hades, the next game from Bastion Empire developer Supergiant Games, is coming to Steam Early Access on December the 10th. The game has been available in Early Access on the Epic Games Store since December of last year. In Hades, players take on the role of a son of Hades, the Greek god of the underworld, as he attempts to escape his father's domain. Standing between the player and their goal is a mountain of hurt. Supergiant describes Hades as a roguelike that is except to, di- excuse me, expect to die a lot as you learn the ins and outs of the combat mechanics and level design. Along the way, you'll meet the mythological heroes such as Achilles, as well as most of the Olympian Gods. Back when Epic launched the Epic Games Store last year, Hades was the company's first major exclusive. Since then, Epic has used its Fortnite war chest to land other high-profile exclusives, much to the chagrin of some PC gamers. Since launching in Early Access, Supergiant has released six major content updates for Hades, adding new levels, weapons, story beats, and best of all, additional music by composer Darren Korb. Supergiant says players who purchase Hades before October the 15th of 2019 will get a complimentary digital copy of the game's soundtrack. If you would rather wait for Supergiant to finish development on Hades before paying to play it, the studio says it expects to launch the game sometime in the second half of 2020. And so if you have been holding out, waiting for the Epic Games exclusivity to end for Hades, good news the end is in sight and you're going to be seeing a lot of stories like this over the coming year or so because this was pretty much signifying the beginning of the epic game store as the article does point out this was one of the first big exclusives on the epic game store and so you know coming up you're going to be seeing more of these acquisitions first anniversaries uh, coming and going and therefore most games are free to do as they please uh, epic has gotten what they want out of the overall deal now, in terms of the game itself, uh, Giant, big fan of what they have worked on in the past. I have not actually played Hades, but I do want to dive in and check it out once the full release hits. Uh, I'm hoping for a release on the PS4. I think that would be where I would end up playing the game. Uh, but Supergiant, notorious for pretty impressive art, aesthetics, and on top of that, pretty tight gameplay, just in case you were concerned about that. Uh, but totally worth checking out if you did want to give it a look on Steam. Again, you have some bonus incentive to go ahead and pre-order before October. October the 15th of 2019, Uh, but if you don't, you don't have to, and guess what? It's out on the Epic Games Store right now, again coming to Steam Early Access towards the end of December, and then a full release is coming in the latter half of 2020. However, moving on, Fortnite has finally nerfed the hated Brute Mechs, and the Junk Rift has been entirely removed for now. With the debut of Fortnite Season 10 a few weeks ago, Epic added Some powerful, very powerful, super-powered, some may say, brute mech suits to its Battle Royale game. According to the company, its mechs were intended to help level the playing field, but many high-level and even more everyday-type players complained that they were just too powerful. Epic responded initially by limiting their appearances during the game's competitive mode and added a new weapon, the Junk Rift, that could help players fight back against them. That still wasn't enough to make players happy and now changes are live across all platforms for Fortnite that have significantly, I can't even speak, it's so shocking, significantly depowered the brute by reducing the number of missiles it fires, how fast it fires them, the radius of the explosions caused by its weapons, and reduced spawning rates. That's a lot. As now, players cannot pick up materials while stomping or dashing through the environment as well while in the mechs. That is a pretty big deal. Of course, many of the big time streamers have been reacting to all these new changes. Uh, you've got Tim the Tapman, Faze Ewok, Benji Fishy, if you were curious as to who Engadget did point out, all saying, wow, cool, neat, let's go. It's not all downside for the mechs, though. Their health has been bumped up from 1,000 points to 1,250. Overall, it should reduce much of the frustration players have had because they could so quickly kill someone, even if that person had full health. With the changes designed to make it so mechs can still destroy a structure quickly without being as hard to fight against. Epic has also temporarily removed the Junk Rift weapon from Arena playlist, which it says is a result of an audio issue. The response from the community so far seems positive, as reflected by streamer Tim the Tapman and pro player FaZewok showing their appreciation. There is no patch to download, so go ahead and try out the game now if you did want to see what changes were made to the Brutes. But, I will say I think this is a good move right now, Uh, I am not a Fortnite player, I have not played the game since probably around Season 5 or Season 6, but I have heard nothing but bad things about the mech and how it has completely and totally tilted the balance of the game. And so I think it's important to listen to your community to a specific point. Uh, There has to be a division between pandering and listening. And I think that right now, Epic is kind of walking the line. Now, I liked the initial response because it showed off the idea behind this. Again, as I said, whenever the news first came out about the fact that we're not going to be rebalancing the mechs, uh, I think that Fortnite is a game made for children that has been adopted uh, and adapted to an older player base that it isn't necessarily meant for at its DNA core foundational level. And so whenever you have that kind of situation, it certainly does change things a bit. And so now instead of focusing on their younger audience directly, I believe that the guys over there at Epic Games have gone ahead and uh, conceded and they are now catering to those fans that have adopted their game and that have become the main players, so to speak. But if you were turned off from Fortnite because of the mechs, guess what? They are back in action. And by inaction, I mean inaction as in like they're not in action. You know what I'm saying. Uh, But also, I think this comes as a result to end out this little discussion uh, of the fact that many, many streamers were bailing on Fortnite. Big time streamers. I mean, you had people playing Minecraft. They were so bored. You had people going and playing CSGO. Of course, with Modern Warfare on the horizon, now is the time for Fortnite to lock these boys back in and show them that Fortnite isn't dead. We just had to make a couple of balance changes. And guess what? Daddy's back. So get back in the kitchen. Uh, That was a weird way to say that, but you know what I'm saying. They had to make sure that fans understood and that gamers understood and that streamers understood. Fortnite was still something to be trifled with. But you know what isn't Battlefield 5, Because the 5v5 mode has been canceled. And I'm not sure how many people are still playing this game. I know that I am from time to time, but man, not a huge disappointment here. The latest letter from the front providing updates on the state of Battlefield V from DICE's senior producer Ryan MacArthur explains that the planned competitive 5v5 mode has been canceled. Not creating this mode was a tough decision, MacArthur writes, but vital for us to more quickly reach our bug crushing and content goals. He goes on to say, However, we will still pursue building a competitive gaming experience in Battlefield. We know that there's already an existing competitive scene in our community, and we are helping build features to support these communities. We want to work more closely with our players to help improve the tools that they have available to shape their play experience. This way, we can better support the places where competitive Battlefield 5 play already exists. This change in focus allows us to better deliver on our promise of new content that we know our players will love, as well as providing new ways to enjoy some of our more intense existing modes. He also mentions what's coming in patch 4.4, which includes fixes for stuttering issues, desync seen on hitboxes, as well as some tweaks to the Comoros, as well as two more infantry maps and increased max rank. You will now be able to go beyond rank 50 and start earning XP on your new journey to rank 500. It also mentioned that these letters were from the front and will be monthly from now on, as updates will be coming up more regularly in general. And so I will say, I am very impressed with the amount of support that they have shown Battlefield 5. I think that it's gone above and beyond when it comes to what to expect from a video game. Now the game itself, not well received upon launch, uh, not necessarily because it was a bad game, just that it hit and just kind of landed flat. Uh, And then there was a lot of controversy around the gender of the uh, cover individual. uh, So that was also a thing that impacted the overall launch. But since then, the game has recovered in a beautiful way. Very impressive uh, to see how far the game itself has actually come. Uh, But, if you were wanting to play the 5v5 mode, it looks like it has been cancelled, and I think probably it's a good move just because I don't know that we need a competitive 5v5 Battlefield 5 mode, because Battlefield has always been about the big scenes, it's always been about the large scale of the combat, and to narrow it down to a 5v5 mode is interesting to say the least, but not necessarily what Battlefield fans want. Uh, I think that whenever somebody sees a Battlefield game, if they are familiar with the franchise, they know that they can expect something that's huge, something that's massive, uh, something that has tons and tons of players, not necessarily a 5v5 restricted area kind of mode like you would get from a Call of Duty or a uh, Rainbow Six, if you will. But that's beside the point, what do I know? It's not happening anyway, so not that big of a deal. But to round out today's show, I've got a couple of good deals for you, the first of which is another free game from the Epic Games Store. Fez, a fantastic little indie. And then we've got some pretty big games coming up next week. If you are looking for more ways to expand that list of games you really, really honestly will get around to playing eventually, but probably not right now because you've still got a load of other ones to get through, then I'm pleased to inform you that Fez is currently free on the Epic Store. Oh, and that Inside and Celeste will be free next week as well. Fez, for those yet to experience its multidimensional charms, is at first glance a sort of puzzly platformer in the retro side-scrolling mold. Before too long, however, its 2D protagonist discovers that their world isn't quite as flat as they have been led to believe, beginning a slightly brain-scrambling adventure that requires players to flip through the world's previously hidden sides, and really it makes more sense if you see it in action, and I would highly recommend you giving this game a look. Eurogamer, it's fair to say, adored Fez when it released back in 2012. Ollie Welsh gave it a Eurogamer essential badge well before they were a thing, and everybody refused to shut up about it, even going so far as to crown it game of the year. The game's unique artwork, its perspective shift mechanic, its nostalgia for the 16-bit years, and its bewitchingly strange setting all exist in total harmony and make a single deliberate statement, said Ali all those years ago. Of course, next week's free offerings aren't a slouch either. Christian Donlan planted a big old Eurogamer-recommended kiss on Celeste last year, calling developer Matt makes games wonderfully presented, ceaselessly inventive platformer brutal but also sweet, and in its handling of the two elements it finds both a touching, timely narrative and an inviolable sense of balance. Inside, meanwhile, is the Starkey, excuse me, Starkly presented frequently fascinating follow-up to developer Playdead's Limbo. Once again, it's a game of running left to right for some light puzzle solving, but it's the breathtakingly cinematic choreography of it all, charting the disturbing adventures of a boy on the run in a bleak dystopian city that really makes it sing. Or how? As with the cleverest of insides tricks, the narrative itself is best discovered through the act of playing, said Donlin in his recommended review. But it's worth saying that Playdead's latest certainly feels peculiarly topical, as it is ceaselessly orbiting persecution, violence, and all other dehumanizing, self-defeating monsters of fear. It toys with the meaning of that word, inside, until there is nothing left to it that doesn't feel strange and unsettling. Of course, Fez can be snagged right now on the Epic Games Store, now until the October, excuse me, the August 29th day of the week let's try that one again you can get the game until the 29th of august for free and then celeste and inside will be up for grabs pretty good deals again free you can't beat that now can you Uh, now i know some people are out there saying but sam i don't like the epic game store well my dude i'm just letting you know about free games if you do want to pick them up because there's nothing better in my life than the word free actually let me take that back only when it's attached to something video game related But, the final story of the day, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Alpha is now live on the PlayStation 4. The Alpha is live early. Hop in and start playing right now. Of course, it went live on the 22nd, around 6 o'clock in the evening, I believe, if I remember correctly, and man, is it a good time. Planning to take part in this weekend's Call of Duty Modern Warfare Alpha Test? Don't waste time downloading and installing when you could be playing instead. Go ahead, dive in right now. You can check out five brand new maps with the Gunfight Mode, which is a 2v2 mode uh, that pits you, you guessed it, and a friend against two other players head-to-head. It's a pretty exciting, exhilarating time. Very similar to a Modern Warfare 3 mode of the exact same concept, 2v2s. Uh, Now, I will say the... Loadouts are randomly generated. Uh, The loadouts are actually set from the beginning of the match, so you have no say in what you actually get. And I will say that I'm very impressed with them uh, introducing gunfight first instead of something like team deathmatch or a domination because it really does give you a chance to feel the mechanics of the game, to feel the fundamental elements that make the game what it is. And on top of that, it does allow you to kind of try out new weapons you might not necessarily gravitate towards upon first getting into the create a class mode. Now, as I said at the beginning of the show, I am going to be streaming more of this this weekend. I played for a bit, uh, roughly an hour last night. The video is up now on youtube.com slash samueladamsmedia, but I will be playing more of the weekend. You can always follow, click that notification bell to know when I do go live, and you can look for a thumbnail with my face on it alongside the game that we are going to be playing. And I will say, I think that I'm going to be doing more of these Let's play isk kind of videos on YouTube, because quite frankly, I like live streaming, and YouTube is a pretty good place to do it from time to time. Not going to be a nightly kind of thing, but it could be something to change up the overall content rhythm. Might be a fun time, but I'll tell you what is a fun time. Getting in on some free alpha gameplay of the brand new Call of Duty. But with that being said, that rounds out today's episode of the Jam Pack Report. Of course, if you are brand new to the show, I do hope you enjoyed what I bring to the table. And of course, I do bring it five days a week, Monday through Friday, right here on youtube.com slash Samuel Adams Media, as well as podcast services around the world if you did want it that way. But I will talk to you guys on Monday with a brand new episode of the Jam Pack Report. Of course, subscribe for more. And as always, thank you so much for listening to the show. Peace.